awful, dude. Who's this long hair? Yo! Episode 26 of Hey My Man went back to the old theme song by popular demand. Until we come up with something else, that's what it's going to be for a while. So, We asked everybody last minute to come up with some relationship questions to send in to Steve to answer. Unfortunately, nobody sent in anything that was worthwhile. So we're going to we're gonna give you guys another week to put something together, something exciting. And in fact, if, whether it be a construction question, whether it be a relationship question, any question in the world, go ahead and send it to us at um, Podcast at gmail.com. And just in a subject line, type in the person's name that you want to respond first to your question. We'll all respond to it, but we want to give the person you want to answer it first. I want to do. I want to say this though. I did get an email from somebody saying that they were not happy with your answer to your own hypothetical question about the zombie apocalypse. Saying you're such a liberal commie pinko that you chose invisibility as your power, which would once again allow you to hide from danger <laughs> and not fight your adversary. Being a, a peacenik, a hippie, a hipster, whatever else. I like the commie pinko myself, but I don't I, know. I could probably guess who that was. Well, um, <laughs> either way. <laughs> um, yeah, a pacifist, so, man. So, again, it's not really a, I don't know if it's the best superpower. I, I would agree that that was a cop-out on your part, but that's just, it, it goes with your personality. So it that's does. Fine. Um, so we're going to start off by, uh, I'm going to give you some weird news from this week, and there's some uh, real strange stuff here. The first story is deported for being too handsome. Saudi Arabia reportedly boots three Emirati men over good looks. Getting deported typically isn't something to brag about, but then again, most people aren't deported for being too handsome. According to Emiratis 24-7, Saudi Arabia recently deported three United Arab Emirates men over concerns their dashing looks may prove irresistible to Saudi women. The Emirati men had been attending some cultural festival, I'm not even try, uh, at the Saudi capital. And when officers spotted them and saw how dapper they were, they gave them the boot. They kicked them right out of the festival. <laughs> a statement in, Arab, in an Arabic language newspaper basically said, a festival official uh, commented, three Emiratis were taken off the grounds. They are too handsome. And that the commission oh the members feared that the visitors would fall for that all the female visitors would fall for them so urgent measures were taken to remove the men according to the newspaper i want to know what the cops were thinking like they looked at those dudes like damn those dudes are hot yeah i need to get rid of them i don't know why that obviously i would assume with the the way things are these days that that is the least of your concern who's going to take who's going to get all the ladies but I guess the police officers thought, you know, I don't want any competition at all. So they quickly booted these guys off the property and... Uh, Out of the country. That was it. Yeah, they're gone. <laughs> That's fine. We'll take them. Yeah. Absolutely. Doors Why not? Are open. Yeah. They got a career in Hollywood, we got, probably. Well, at least we have room for two more. Uh, Nicholas Berg, carnival worker, accused of slapping a juvenile's buttocks. And I said that just like Forrest Gump. All right. A carnival worker may get more than a slap on the wrist after being accused of slapping the buttocks of a juvenile female. Why do they have to be, you know, this is, I know this is a news story, but can't you just say butt? Yeah, you could. I, think I mean, could. I think everybody knows what we're Even talking about. Even bottom would yeah. work. Whatever. Okay, so Nicholas Burr was charged with simple battery after slapping the girl on her buttocks 
as she started to get on a slide at the fun house at the carnival and this is newport ritchie florida this past weekend a witness told deputies the suspect appeared to touch the girls behind without permission but Berg told the police he only touched her on the back hold on so it'd be okay if she was like all right give me give me a little go ahead uh, apparently uh Berg isn't the only carnival worker who has been accused of acting inappropriately with underage customers as we know really now, that is not a surprise to anyone. how many overage customers are riding the slide i good question but i will say this uh you get what you get these people aren't carnival people i would assume they're probably it's either in their family lineage or they pretty much have no other job that they ice cream man is out of the question that's the if you are below ice cream man this is the last stop for you i mean i think it goes fast food restaurant for adults fast food restaurant ice cream man carnival barker that's it or carnival barker carnival ride operator <laughs> if you're on the lamb it's the perfect job but other than that speaking of ice cream man real quick can i throw something in Apparently. I tricked your son today because we were outside playing and he heard the ice cream man. He goes, oh, Wizzo, there's an ice cream man coming. I was like, dude, the music's only on when there's no ice cream in there. <laughs> he goes, I don't believe you. He walks inside and found out I was lying, but I thought it was hilarious. Moving on. <laughs> uh, in September 2011, Illinois carnival worker James West, 25 years old, and his 20-year-old girlfriend were accused of sending sexually explicit photos and text messages to a 16-year-old high school student for the course but those accusations seem a bit tame compared to the florida carney george matthew bruni or brunei in january bruni brunei whatever his name is was accused of running naked into a house masturbating in the living room defecating in two places and drinking the contents of a vacuum i read that story did you yeah Were a, you long, a while ago <laughs> while on meth no, my question is I, all that other stuff seems totally fine but how do you drink the contents of a vacuum isn't it like dust yeah, I don't I mean, know. Maybe how... he mixed it with water. Maybe it was a shop vac. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I think it's impressive that he was able to masturbate and run at the same time. Honestly, <laughs> I, I yeah, that that seems like uh, that was a little more serious than the slap on the butt. Yeah, I, I'd say so. Um, the last story is definitely interesting. I don't know if it's as, as crazy as that one, but this one is Scott. Almost the same kind of name. I'm just an, a police officer in Georgia pulls a gun at a McDonald's drive-thru over a slow line. Basically, um, I'm just going to give you a quick rundown of this. A police officer in an unmarked car is waiting like third, fourth back in a, in a drive-thru line. He's waiting so long, he gets out of the car. Now he's in an unmarked car and he's in a regular, stri or like a suit or whatever. He walks up to the guy that's at the front of the line, takes his gun out, puts it to the guy's head, and tells him, you're moving too slow, move this thing along. Well, when he does that, the guy notices he's got a badge on. So the guy's like, oh, I, I, he drives off or whatever, circles around, gets the plate, and it comes back to a police department-issued vehicle. It's got, like, municipal plates on it, and this guy is now, um, he's, he's on a, a suspension while they review the case. He's on suspension? <laughs> he's on suspension. Like, I don't know, I want to know what kind of excuse could you possibly muster? I, I know people are creative. Anger but management. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those, you know, one of those union jobs, I guess, I'm in some places where you can... Uh, <laughs> The union will protect you. Yeah, that's a little crazy. Um, the other thing is the uh, misconnections. Do you want to do that now, or do we want to? I'd like to do that. Yeah, want to? We'll do that, and then we'll move on to more serious topics. So, because of um, our attention being on Boston this week, I checked for some misconnections in the Boston area. I mixed it up a little bit. And real quick, the the ad that I put out, I got no responses. So. Um, 
I'm going to let it go for another week and see what we can get before I, I go. I don't want to, I don't want to give it away yet because obviously once you know the name I, I went under, I'd have to create a new one. So we're going to let that ride for the time being, but Rod, you were on the money. Um, all right. This one is a man for a woman in Boston or somewhere in the Massachusetts area. Um, and it's, it's titled prostitute. <laughs> I seen you at a gas station. You were, you were with your mom heard around the grapevine. You're some type of prostitute slash hooker. You had a nice ass <laughs> email me. Maybe we can work something out. I thought you were way attract, way too attractive to be one. What are they going to work out? Well, my question is this. If the girl, say the girl that is this person reads this and goes, dude, I'm not a hooker or a prostitute. <laughs> I know this guy was, I kind of thought he was good looking or whatever, but totally deals, blew deals it. off on this. I mean. But he heard it through the grapevine. So, yeah, I mean. Obviously, it, they, it's it a small. can't not be true. This is from Wilmington, wherever that's at. Um, I'm assuming it's got to be small town <laughs> because if he. If he knew enough to describe this chick to one of his friends, does she have oh, like, yeah, a, know her. like a missing arm or a, you know a scar on her face or a certain tattoo on the small of her back? Or if I he don't knew, know. why would he even have to say it? You know, why wouldn't he just say, "Hey, let's meet"? I think he's putting it out there, like I know, you know, I know the secret or whatever, so I'm cool with it. I'm I'm above. I'm I'm that I'm a high brain dude. I'm fine with it. I'll still let you be my lady. <laughs> I could be wrong. Yeah, but he doesn't want her to be her lady or his lady. He wants to work something out. It sounds like a short-term deal to me. <laughs> well, I mean, he does mention she's a prostitute or hooker, so I'm assuming he thinks that that's all. That's, she works in, in half-hour increments. Yeah. <laughs> so anything over that would maybe a long-term relationship. All right, the next one is out of Davis Square. Again, this is out of Massachusetts. It's titled Tacos at Painted Burrow. You were sitting with two girls and a guy. I was sitting with two guys and a girl. We made eye contact 1.5 times, and I thought you were cute. <laughs> would li- would live to grab a drink sometime if you read this. How can confu- dude? Is there any way that the person that us on the other side of this is looking through and goes, oh, "Shit, I was at the painted burrow." <laughs> I noticed a guy looking at me at one point. Now there was a guy. I that would looked stop at, me three at times. one point five. I would just like, stop. If you're, I mean, do you think that this guy is trying to be funny? Uh, no, I okay, don't think he is. So why would you say like just? So you're sure it's the same person we're talking about? How do you about? look it's at somebody point, half a time? Maybe you wink. <laughs> or you maybe... <laughs> one eye closed. This, this, this is why... They got hot sauce in their or something. This is why the terrorists hate us. This is why people... This is why I hate us. This is... This is, this is retarded. Yeah, this isn't uh, the best we have to offer, I don't think. Oh, uh, right. All right. Well, I couldn't find any other really good mixed, missed uh, connections. However, if you guys find any, make sure you send them to the email, and we'll pick through them and we'll read them. You don't you don't have to just pick ones in, in the area here. If you live in a different area or you find anything good anywhere, just go ahead and send it, and we'll sift through it and we'll figure out which is uh, which ones are funny and which ones aren't. And uh, that's that. So obviously, we can't uh, do a podcast during this week without bringing up the bombing at the Boston Marathon, the subsequent car chase the following day after the pictures came out, the standoff with the terrorists, and so on and so forth. I was following it on Twitter. Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, I thought you it turned to go back. <laughs> I thought you stopped it. I, I, dude, I'll be honest no, with I was... you. Them arresting suspect one. Uh, it was crazy just because 
I was on my phone on Twitter, and I, well, first I was listening to AM radio, and they were talking about it, how just like as it was breaking, and it was like one in the morning. So the initial thing came in uh, was the Seven Eleven robbery, and then they got in the chase, and it, they had talked about an MIT police officer being killed. When it first broke, they didn't know what the link was with the terrorists, but stuff started to come, or the the two Boston bomber terrorists. But within like fifteen minutes, they the police had made a statement, but. There's all these apps that have the police scanners that you can listen to. On your smartphone. Yeah, people were in. Apparently, everybody, once it started catching on, everyone was logging into that. That server got it crashed. So people were actually, like, putting on Twitter. We'll back up a little bit. The, the main couple of news people I follow on Twitter were retweeting tweets of people that were witnesses, like, on the scene. Wolf Blitzer? <laughs> yeah. So the hashtag, I went and started following them. There were like thousands of tweets like every minute. And some of the people that were on the scene were tweeting. Um, some of the people that were like, they, I guess some people took some pictures with their phone of some bullet holes that were in their house that then they were right outside for the shooting. Uh, but it was just crazy how like the, the Twitter medium was faster than like, the ticker at like Fox News, CNN, all of them. I mean, I think that's the very first time, even with the the bomb that went off. I mean, it, I guess it was such a huge thing that happened right then and there. There wasn't enough time to really tweet, and this thing was like evolving in a, over a right. long period of time. So you really got to see the power and just the despicable. Like I don't think people realize how dangerous it is to police and how dangerous it is to you know, any emergency personnel and other residents in the neighborhood, when you're tweeting up to minute tactical information about what the police are doing, taking pictures of the police and where they're positioned um, and sending it out. And, and because you don't know if these guys were acting alone. If yeah, this not, guy had a Twitter account you know, with more followers. Than I saw a you. couple of uh, SWAT guys on, it looked like a, like a children's playhouse behind yeah. the actual target, the house that they believe was the target house. It's like you're just giving away a tactical position of these officers. And I know everybody wants to be part of this whole thing and say, like, you know, they want to get on the news and they want to say, you know, oh, I saw this and I saw that. Or they want to take a picture that the news media picks up and runs with or whatever because so they can say they had their, you know, 15 minutes of fame. But it really it really is dangerous for the police officers. And, you know, what's crazy is it always bothers me and really stood out big time for me on this one because I was like I literally glued I was off that day so I was literally glued to the news all day and the the amount of time when there's nothing to new developments are happening they'll interview the most re, just ridiculous people over the most ridiculous stuff asking them questions about stuff that's completely useless just giving someone an opportunity to say something to just to stretch for time and it seems to me I'm I'm just I'm I'm I normally don't like Fox News. I don't like any. There's nothing in specific I watch. I'm completely when it comes. I usually don't even watch the news. So we're making that clear. You do you hate all the news? <clears throat> yeah, not Fox News, not CNN. I, uh, but this, I think CNN is really really irresponsible. Here's yeah. why: most of these other small news, you know, area news stations take CNN as being like a really credible news source. So they will take from what they say and as soon as CNN reports it all these like locals and, and smaller um, you know market news just go well CNN's saying it we got to get it out there well CNN is known 
to not check their sources, only maybe have one source. They want to get it out so fast that they just put out whatever. And this time they got exposed big time for it. Well, I mean, like even the terrorist, the one thing that really stood out to me was the the terrorist or the, the four guys, the four Russians in Connecticut that were stopped by some state trooper and there was four suspicious bags in the car and they were bringing out dogs or a robot out there to make sure. And it's like, what you just did there, because it ended up being absolutely nothing, but what you did was you took a localized area where this terrorist threat is happening and you told America, we also have something over here that's happening in unison and these guys did not act alone. You put that in people's minds right Mm -hmm. away. And why can't you just wait to find out if this traffic stop, if anything came of it, and then if it did, report it. If it didn't, don't report it. Just don't even mention it happened because all of a sudden, and I've never been more sick to my stomach at some of the conspiracy theories I've seen out there. I mean, what... I'm not, I don't blame, I'm not blaming Obama. I'm not blaming, you know, the Republicans, the Democrats, anybody. I'm blaming these two shitbags that did this and whoever else they may be affiliated with. But I don't care where you're lined up politically. For anybody to to turn around and and say, hey, it was, you know, Obama's fault. It's not a political thing. You know, the gun control's fault or the NRA's fault. And if, you know, we went black powder, it's, it's all bullshit. These guys obviously had a plan to do something heinous, whether they had black powder, pressure cookers. Obviously, they found stuff that wasn't guns yeah. that they were able to make into a bomb. And, and, you know, which apparently there was a news story. On, I don't know. It was one of these women's magazines that posted how to make a bomb in your parents' kitchen, an article. You know what I'm talking about, Nick? Mm-mm. It was like a, some tongue-in-cheek article where it was like, right. look, this is so easy. You can make, I mean, like, a you know, the works... Works bombs keep people used to make with the two liter bottles. Right. You could do the same thing and wrap that with nails, and the same thing would happen. I mean, maybe not as, yeah. as severe, but it's just so crazy how people want so badly to, instead of demonizing the actual people, it's like, let's start the blame game. Well, yeah, everybody, everything has to be politicized. I'm going to stop, hang up, I'm going to let you continue. Everything has to be politicized now. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. It's everybody, somebody's going to blame somebody for whatever. Who do you blame? <laughs> the terrorists. Um, um, do you blame all Muslims? No, they're not Muslims. Yeah, they are. The, oh, they are Muslims. I'm sorry, they're Chechen. They're just white. They're, they're so that, Chechen. You didn't Muslims. want to say they're Muslims. Yeah, no. Um, no, I did want to get back to one thing you said about CNN irresponsibly just going with everything. Uh, they're doing that. I think is they have to try to compete with Twitter to get now to they, break they stories. And, it's but and, they can't and blogs which are, yeah. have have the same amount of validity right off. It's it's some dude could be sitting in his house. He may be getting really good information from somebody who's at the scene yep. and being able to report it first. That the yeah the news media is going to definitely be behind the curve. Or well, are you familiar with Reddit? Either one of you guys. Yeah. It's yeah. like basically it's an open thread concept. They made a subreddit. I went over to that uh, after Twitter because I I didn't even know what it was until the other night. Twitter. And, no Reddit. Uh-oh. And I went over to that, and it was insane. Like, they, I guess I don't know how many uh, in the thread, how many posts there can be, but they keep maxing them out, and somebody else will start a new thread about it. And I'm sure 50 percent of this shit was probably people making it up that were in like California that were saying they were there. But I mean, it was just it was crazy how fast stuff was coming in. So, but another thing I, that you brought up to me the other day that I thought was funny was they were interviewing some of this guy's friends, and he's like, oh, you know, the guy was he's a good guy, this and that. He's if, funny. If I were if I knew the guy. And if, like, let's say that I was friends with somebody and they went sideways and some crazy shit happened like that, I would not say that they were a good guy. I'd be like, yeah, the person's an asshole. Just because I'd be afraid to say anything else. Uh, this, this like, is, who says that? This is my public 
service announcement on, on this matter. If in any way something like this happens and you turn around and ever and say anything positive, I'd forget about, I don't care if the guy delivered a baby in an elevator, I don't care if he helped old ladies cross the street. You do something like this, you're a piece of shit. That's the bottom line. Every good thing you've ever done has been wiped out. Your family's a piece of shit. Your family's friends are pieces of shit. And all that good stuff. I, can't, I just can't believe that anybody could find anything nice to say at all by any Rip your shirt off. All right, enough of that. Um, no, but it really, it just, it irritated me because it's like, they always find the people that go, oh, you know, he was really quiet or this time they did more of the, he was really intelligent. He was, this is suspect number two, which I won't even dignify. Fox, providing parents name. Were saying no, this that. is number two. Oh, suspect number the one parents were saying that about him. Well, the, also the, the kid that was interviewed by um, Fox that was saying, oh yeah, we, you know, we wrestled and we smoked pot, which I thought was funny because Fox News kept hitting, they kept bringing that up. Of like, course. They said that he, he was a good kid and he liked to smoke pot and listen to rap music. Why would Fox News say that? Why would they? Why would they? Yeah, why would they? I don't know. You don't think Those people, are two you don't things think people that at they... Fox News smoke weed? Uh, I'm sure they do, but they won't tell anybody. I also want to say this. Do you this. think people at MSNBC would smoke weed and would tell people? Yeah. I'm Ooh. sure of it. Let me just say this. At Keith the, Olbermann was on MSNBC. Does he smoke fest? a lot of weed? I'm sure he does. <laughs> hey, we don't know that for a fact. That's, that's Steve just assuming. Yeah, why would you think he does? <laughs> I'm sure he does. Why? I don't know. It seems, like a, a seems like to me. seems like the kind of dude that would do uh, that. At the 420 Fest in Colorado over Shots the weekend, fired. Shot, two people were shot <sighs> again. It's weird, though, because I thought that people that smoked weed weren't violent. Apparently, they commit terrorist acts, and they also just go they go to a peaceful demonstration, open fire in the crowd. Now, I guarantee, again, what's going to happen is the marijuana contingent is going to say, oh, these are NRA people that infiltrated our thing, and they did this to prove a point about violence. White militants. Right. Which, before we move <laughs> on from this subject, I do also want to say, I don't care... You can not believe me. You can disagree with me. This is how I truly feel. A lot of liberals were very thrilled to find out that it was a white person before they found out they were Chechenian. When they saw the picture, they're like, oh, it's white people. It's not brown people. You know, who are you going to blame it on now? You know, this is this is definitely a homegrown NRA gun-toting hillbilly from somewhere in the Midwest. That's They were so, and it's like, man, how? Did how, anybody say that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's that NPR? That What's that um, that public radio thing that is actually yeah that's actually paid for with U.S. tax dollars and that's all they were talking about. So right away it's like you know they were just like thrilled that it wasn't a terrorist thing. It's like oh you know this is this is our problem because this is people have access to guns because of the NRA and blah blah blah. Now are you sure they were saying they were happy it was a white person just so all Muslim Americans didn't get uh, post nine eleven? Is that why would they care about that? The, right now, the big hot-button issue is this gun control thing. So that's my feeling. Uh, you know what? Feel free to feel however you like. But I saw a lot of that online, and I saw a lot of, you know, the whole conspiracy theories and, and, and just how the government did that. What was the one that I saw today, man? It was ridiculous. It was saying that um, Blackwater or some other private organization in cahoots with the United States government yeah, set this whole I saw thing that. up. And I was like, are you kidding me? 
Because they had a couple guys in cargo, like tactical cargo pants, like at the scene, like in in the background of some of the pictures. Well, here's the thing: like if you're in Blackwater and you're you're like this, you know, like you're you do all this tactical stuff and you're like you know high speed. If you're gonna be like they're that high speed, you're wearing tactical, Merrill shoes. They, they can never they can pants. never not wear five eleven tactical pants and, and Merrills. Yeah, but like, you see like guy wearing a Baja, but he still has to have the tactical pants yeah. and the boots. Like you're saying they're that stupid. Like if they really wanted to pull something off like that. But or those those urban tactical vests with all the pockets on them. This is when you have to appreciate the Israeli way of doing things. All you, business. Yeah, if you even assume a guy's a terrorist, you just blow his head off, and you you know hey, and you do like, it tactically it's, it's like, it's, and violently. And listen, I know I'm. It, it sounds funny that I'm saying this. And I'm kind of making a joke. It's like you know back in the witch trials where you tie a rock around a witch and throw her in a lake, and if she doesn't come up, she wasn't a witch. Whatever. You know, if, like I said, if they're, if they're, a plane takes off and, and the, the Israelis believe that there's a terrorist on board, they just blow the entire... You know, I was telling Nick earlier, I go, if you're on that plane and it gets taken... You're in Israeli airspace and it's like, oh man, some guy comes on. He's like, we're not taking the plane. It's like, the next thing that's about that, you can kiss your ass goodbye. That's a fact. <laughs> it's not going it, to... That plane will not land in Jordan. It will not land in Egypt. It will not land in the United Emirates. It's going gonna, it's gonna to land in hell. Well, they have... They, they... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Okay. And it's going to land really fast. And even, uh, what's that guy that landed on the Hudson? Old no Sully. Sully. Oh, oh, even old Sully couldn't pull out of that one. I almost said Denzel, but it's not. Well. Um, so, moving on to a lighter note. I came up with this idea, um, another just little segment. That I want to call... I wish I had some music for Man, I always wish I had music. I just don't have the time to do it. Shitty band, worst name. And basically the concept is, as you know, as you could probably figure out, I want you to give me a name of a shitty or a shitty band, and then that has a, even... Not, the band sucks, but their name even is worse than how bad the band sucks. And I'll start off just... You know, we'll, do a, we'll just go a couple. I mean, nothing crazy. Um, the obvious is Nickelback. <laughs> Horrible band. Not just because they're Canadian. The worst band that's ever been help. made. It doesn't. Did you know that that Chad Kroger is marrying Avril Lavigne? I just no seen that. way. Yes, I just seen that. Wow. I, I thought she was married together. to somebody else. She was married to that guy from Sum Forty One. He's not even a skater boy. Who? Chad Kroger. I don't even know what he is. Ugh. He he is Canadian. Yeah. Well, well she's Canadian too. He's a exactly. jerk. Anyway, well, so, isn't Sum Forty One Canadian? <clears throat> yeah. They're all, they're, she's keeping it, you know, yeah, she no, likes Canadians. Well, she lives in that area. She's dating people that are in her, her pool of... Uh, Do you know the origin to their name that makes Who? it even crappier, Nickelback? No, I was just... I was, oh, I'm I glad you know. know. I do know, actually, because it makes it even worse. He was at Starbucks buying coffee, and he gave the lady his money, she gave him his change, and he got a Nickelback. That's why they're, dude, that's they're named bullshit. That. Yeah, no, it's not. I guarantee I want it. it to be. I'm going to check that on Snopes. Snopes it, dude. Seriously. <laughs> it's true. Oh, and a quick thing about Snopes. The Bill Cosby, the two stories circulating. They're one really... of them actually is true. Which one? According to Snopes. We'll talk about it later. Okay. That he was a uh, a, a fighter pilot in the uh, World War II. <laughs> like, remember the, the, the story about Mr. Rogers being a fighter pilot? A sniper. Yeah, it's not true. I don't think they... He was I, in the military, never, but he wasn't like... He didn't I know uh, Ed McMahon kills. was. He flew a fight. He flew fighter like three or four different fighter missions in uh, in World War Two. I think I believe it was World War Two. Anyway, so Nickelback is my first submission. That's a good one. Um, my first submission is Drowning Pool. Oh, what do they sing? Is that the band that lets the bodies on the floor? Right? Horrible. Dude. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. You know what? That song's all right. I guess. Awful, dude. No. 
You know what? I, I doesn't it doesn't surprise me that you like it though. <laughs> it's like in a gym or because something. I, it's like, I, I was I just gonna say that gonna if say it was that. a gym song, I, I is think. that an exception to shitty band like where I guess for working out purposes, if it just like gets to you get pumped, pumped up, up, you're not really listening to like the Octave Channel on a uh, or Sirius Radio or X. I don't know. Is that what it is? Like Jock Rock? Yeah, because that's what Paul is listening to. Um. <laughs> No, I, I, Paul, I don't really Paul have Paul is an, Nick's friend for anybody who's and your know friend. Paul is. <laughs> I don't really have an exception to that. I just that song to me, I guess, is not the worst thing ever. I, mean, I can, way... I can see it though. But listening to no, songs saying, like that in in the gym. That's one song that they play. You're you guys should try it, by the way. Ultimate what? Listening to music or going to the gym? What? Listening to that oh. song while going to the gym. Uh-huh. I don't. Want, you guys doesn't... need the exception. <laughs> Go. <laughs> He's like Hans and Franz. <laughs> Go ahead, Nick. You're going to steal my Temple original. of the motherfucking dog. Not only is it the worst band name of all time possible. Two of some of the most horrible bands. Two of, assembled. I think it's, is it um, Pearl Jam? Soundgarden. And Soundgarden together. And you remember they did that. It was a, they did a tribute song called Going Hungry. Yeah, that's Hunger the song Strike I think of. Like that. Yeah, Hunger Strike. I was yeah. hoping that you'd play that. Wait, oh. Is, yeah. is that the one? I'm going hungry. Yeah, yeah yes. Yeah, it's not. That's a, the entire lyric. I'm not a huge fan of that song. And Chris Cornell, I believe that's the lead singer of Soundgarden's name. He's chiming in in the background, just making it worse. If you can, if there's a way that you could take Eddie Vedder and make it worse, it's by adding Chris Cornell <laughs> as a background vocal. Nickelback which, into the mix. I don't. I think no. I, Eddie Vedder has got to be the worst vocal frontman of all time. He has that same. Almost like a monotone. Not not the worst, dude. Not the worst. He's he's close. He's in the top ten. Mine. (laughs) Would you give me that? Yeah, actually, my my least favorite lead singer. Just to get off topic for a second, and it's going to be very unpopular. No. um, Your least favorite? Yes. Uh, Wow. What's his name now? Uh, James Hetfield. Not very good. What? Because he ends every sentence in ah. Yeah. So what? Awful. Okay, but. He got way worse as yeah. time went on. Here's the thing. And they actually have a new album coming out. <laughs> I don't I'm sure you, that's going to be a barn burner. I don't think you can... I'm going to download it from Napster. <laughs> that's, not a, like, that's not a vocal... He's not like a crooner. He's not like a vocal-based band. So I, I would take it as an exception. as like Dave Mustaine. Nobody thinks he's a good singer for that type of music. He's just basically putting some lyrics to some badass guitar work. I mean, that's literally what he's putting doing. Putting in work. Like, the same could be said for... Yeah, um, but if you're a singer, you should be good. I, I think that more singers are bad than they are good. Like anybody who uses auto-tune, obviously they use it for a reason. I don't think that's actually... It sounds like shit, but imagine what they sound like without it. I wonder if T-Pain is a good singer. I, I highly doubt it. What about uh, what about Jackal? Horrible band, horrible name for a band. That's With the bad. best like tour uh, name ever. It's, I, it's, I don't think it's the name of the tour. It's a, I think it's an album name, is it not? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> didn't your brother have the t-shirt from it? You know, he'll deny that he had it. <laughs> Somebody hung around with had it, I know for sure. I was we were talking about right. joking around about it with him. Right. Like we were both making fun of it. What about puddle of mud? You know what? Again, the one thing I, I, I can't really say, I that genre, I don't even know what you'd consider it. I've never really got into that. I think that came before I became like after I became an old man and that's stopped, like the nickelback like, thing. The octave rock. It's yeah, it's like crap rock for the most part. I thought like uh like um what is it, uh, like Caius or uh, what is that other band? Uh, that, that, uh, Buckcherry? 
Oh, horrible band. That's bad. Horrible. <laughs> I think Buck Cherry is definitely in my top five of all time worst piece of shit bands that's ever been assembled. They do I'm have not... that one song that I just can't help but tap if, my If you foot say to. crazy bitch, I'm going to slap you in the mouth. That's yeah, it, isn't it? That's it. It's a horrible song. That's the, that's the, that's their that's their their best effort. And it's horrible. Um, what about um, Rush? I love Rush. So no, I don't have a problem with them, dude. No, I I, I like Rush. I like I, I like Neil Peart, but I don't like Rush. Horrible. Love Rush. They have two good songs. Tom there, Sawyer. Man, that's one of two. Yeah. There's a band I'm trying to think of that came out like right around when Puddle of Blood and those other bands came out, and. Uh, God, they're horrible. I cannot remember the name though. If I think of it, I'll, I'll bring it up. It's oh, it's horrible. Horrible name, good band. Queen. That's a whole other segment. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> the, the, the lyrics are talking about like a snake bite and the venom Queen's... running through the guy's veins. Oh, Do you know what, what I'm talking about? Godsmack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about Godsmack? Godsmack, dude. They're awful. I don't even know. Again, uh, you don't want to. I wish I was like you that I didn't just know anything about them. Oh, an, another horrible band, horrible name is Alter Bridge. Yeah. Which is... A, the Leftovers of Creed? The, oh. Another horrible band, horrible name. That's I, like a spinoff of a really shitty TV show. It, let me ask you this. Is Oh, what about those... Uh, what about those... Um, Slipknot? Ah, that's good work on no, music. I, dude, no, I don't have a problem with that. Oh, yeah. Horrible. Dude, those stupid masks that they... It's just, it's just dumb. Dumb. I got no problem with Slipknot. And, what was the uh, the picture I just posted up? Oh, Lip Biscuit. They did a promo picture, and I posted it on our Facebook page for uh, House of Blues. It's just sad. Tesla did one I put up the week before. And Wait, I, Lip Biscuit's playing at a concert? Yeah. Oh, my God. And they, uh, They're still making music? Well, they had the one guy. West Borland. West, he's still wearing like some crazy mask, and it's yeah. like, dude, you're, you're, you've got to be in your 50s. No, to he's that. pushing 40. Yeah? He's pushing 40, I'm sure. Oh, he, he he's really good, good, though. Really yeah, good. That Fred Dirtz has got to be like I don't 60. Care. I, huh? Fred Dirtz is like my parents' age. Yeah. <laughs> he's... <laughs> it's just his hair is your parents' age, or the lack thereof. Is he still wearing that red Yankees hat? I, I don't know. The, I remember the last and time I saw that guy was the first time I saw him. And Tommy Hilfiger. The only time I've sex. ever seen them perform, not live, but on TV. I remember they were on like an MTV spring break when they did that stupid Faith by uh, George Michael. And I'm like, there is no way. Like, how the hell did this band get a shot to be on MTV? And then they turned out to be, like, they blew up. Their first CD that, was really good, no. though. Did, I, liked, you you like I liked it a lot. Which is another horrible Corn, band, horrible name. Yeah, but Corn that, introduced Limp Bizkit or Limp Bizkit introduced Corn? Corn introduced Limp Bizkit, but I will tell you, that's a product of my time that I grew up in. What, so, Corn? The, yeah, Corn, Limp Bizkit. That was when I was in middle school, so that's what was cool. That's what I liked. The... the I guess if you're if you're in middle school, you you haven't grown into having really any taste yet. Yeah. So corn, so the least singer corn. My sister liked Abracadabra by the Steve Miller Band. <laughs> so corn is the one that got it, it, Limp Bizkit their break. You can say it's corn's fault. Yeah, you can blame that on another that group. Name. Another group of the biggest douchebags in rock. Corn. They're just nerds with like they were, were yeah. heavy metal guys with rave pants and chains. Once again, their first city was awesome. Another so. in my I, I know this is unpopular. Hate them. Alice in Chains, horrible name, horrible band. Can't stand them. And on, to top that, Nick's going to Nick's gonna disagree with me, Aerosmith. Horrible name, shitty band. Their first, like, everything I would say prior to 1986 is, cra- is good. Everything after that, total crap. 
they're completely should have walked away from music. Well, you could say that about a lot of bands that should have walked. I'm away. just saying it about that. Band. Like you too should have stopped after the uh, Joshua Tree. But you know. I was just gonna say about Limp Bizkit. I remember watching like the second Woodstock that they had, and they started like that. Like Limp Bizkit was doing fight? that break stuff, and they got oh, like yeah. people like, like a riot started, and like yep. people were being raped and just it was I, all I, kinds I of people were being though. raped. And uh, Limp Bizkit, MTV Woodstock three, MTV was like interviewing him as they came out. They're like, we did not start that. Like it was like their attorneys are like, hey, you better tell these people right now that you did not have to do with this. But they're out there stomping around yelling, give me something to break. Time where uh, Guns N' Roses were opening up for Metallica, yeah, and and Axl Rose went on stage and like he got in a fight. No, Axl Rose, somebody a bouncer like pushed a kid, or there was some craziness that happened, and Axl Rose a guy threw a lighter at Axl Rose, hit him in the dick, and Axl Rose charged the guy into the front stage and fought somebody. I'm I'm assuming that a kilt is thick. I will tell you, no, he had like bike shorts on. Dude, that is the most rock star thing you can do. Yeah, somebody throws a lighter at you, you go out there and I'm telling you right now, Axl Rose ain't coming out after he starts to write and apologizes for it. No, because his attorney told him to. He's saying, yeah, we started it, and people probably got killed. It's been. It's probably 20 years and he hasn't been out to apologize or out, period. So. That's a guy that went out on top. Well, uh, no, he didn't. They, they had that spaghetti incident album. Well, that's just a cover album. I mean, that wasn't like their own, you know, they're just playing cool punk rock songs for people <laughs> just to make a little more money on the back end. But Guns N' Roses uh, is one of those bands that's really irritating to me because there's like eight incarnations of Guns N' Roses. None of them are good. Uh, you, it's either Guns N' Roses or it's not Guns N' Roses. You can't get rid of at Steven Adler. You can't get rid of Slay. Everyone has to be there. And they're going to find a certain amount of like cocaine and alcohol mixed in with their blood. I told like, you, I think I talked about before I saw on, on Twitter, uh, Slash was talking about like you know being in Brazil and like playing soccer with a kid. I'm like, dude, it's over. I don't want to know that. Just like that Dice Clay special that was on HBO that, you know, was like, oh, I, what was it, in, like the end of last year? Yeah, dude. He did a half-hour special. It was awful. It was sad to watch. It was sad to watch. I wonder if the Entourage put him on there just to get to pump him up for that special. No. Entourage, like I said, that, that Doug Allen, who writes Entourage, was apparently a huge fan of Dice, and he found out that Dice was a huge fan of him. I think he saw that special, and then, maybe that's how, no, it went the other way around. But he he found out that Dice was a huge fan and decided to do the old Quentin Tarantino and try to make you know hype his career. All right. Speaking flat. of Quentin Tarantino, are you guys ready for some hypotheticals? Yes. All right. First one: If you could remake any movie yourself, which would you pick? Ask yes, Nick first. Nick, if you could remake any movie yourself, which would you can, pick? Can, can can I ask you to clarify a little bit there? If you were able to remake any movie yourself, which one would you yourself pick? Yeah, I didn't ask you to reread it. I said, can I ask you to clarify it? Let me give you some questions for parameters. I need to, I need to get a little more information. All right, let's say. Would you be make? Would it be a shot for shot remake with different actors because no. it's a remake, Mm-mm. or would it be a reboot? So taking a concept and I re- think reboot's more interesting. Let's go with that. Indiana Jones. You're going to reboot Indiana Jones. I'm going to pretend the last one never existed. I'm going to get a new guy to play. I'm gonna get a new actor to play Indiana Jones. I'm gonna pretend that she this movie. Never I'm gonna existed. tell you this right now. Nick's movie is gonna flop. Nobody wants this. I, Indiana Jones is Indiana Jones. Who 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 are you gonna get to? I I suggested this before, and I'm gonna I'm not letting anybody take this from me. Uh, what's his name? Um, uh, uh, the guy. I'm glad <laughs> I'm you're not letting remember. anybody take it from me. No, the uh, the guy from uh, No Country for Old for Old Men. Um, the black-haired guy? Um, no, yeah, yeah. Brolin. Josh Brolin. Yeah. 
as Indiana Jones. He'd be perfect. I do. I think he'd be. He's pretty much good for anything. But I think he'd be a good Indiana Jones. Yeah, he would be. He'd... That's. I, I actually had seen. No. You did. You saw that somewhere. Not with him. Oh. Okay. No, I'd see. I'd seen a long time ago that George Lucas had said, "Hey, he wanted to make it like James Bond, where they were going to keep making movies constantly." And um, I, I mean, except for the last one, they all of them made money. I don't know what what happened with that, but. Uh, I just think that it'd be, it could be like a James Bond thing where you just have a different actor step in for Indiana Jones every maybe 10, 15 years. Because Harrison Ford, I mean, he just can't do it anymore. No, he can't. That's why I'm saying I, I, he's I like love 80 it. years old. But I would do, if I was going to do anything, I would do the young Indiana Jones like they tried to do before. I would just like go back even further and instead of going so you could use an actor that's just young instead of having to tell people this is the new Indiana Jones. And I would not use Shia LaBeouf at all. Um, my choice is going to be. That's Ro- what they're doing. They're doing. There's I, another one's coming up, and he's going to be taking over the reins, which is. This... But that's that's it's going to be a, a sequel because he's obviously Indiana Jones's kid, right? So, but they're still carrying on the Indiana Jones movies with him being. He's a star. pretty cool. Um, that's awesome. That my, you think that my choice is uh, RoboCop, and I know I already know they're rebooting RoboCop, but I would reboot it in a way that it would be exactly set up like the original RoboCop, the first one. All the other RoboCop movies, to me, are crap. The first, well, the second one's all right, but the first one's awesome. I would do it exactly like that old film style. Like, to me, that is a near-perfect movie. I know a lot of people, action movie, 80s action movies-wise. It's awesome. Are you going to find a role for Kirkwood to play again? This, uh, no. Why? just, just as like a cameo appearance, like they do Stan Lee in every. Uh, in, in, in He's every playing Robocop. <laughs> he gets his hand shot up this time. I would. Um, I don't know who I would get to play Robocop. That's a good question, but I, I definitely think that it's a great concept. It it was one of those movies, like to me, what they should have, what they always wanted the Punisher to be, and what it kind of was in Warzone. Like Robocop was so violent. And exactly like the comic book, you know what I mean? It, it was set up like a comic book movie. So I, I think that you could stay with that concept and stay with the, the ridiculousness of yeah. the idea. And I, I'm excited to see what the reboot looks like. But as far as Nick was saying about like Total Recall and some of the ones that have come out lately, have just they're just shit. Yeah, I'm sure. And the new Robocop, the new Robocop costume looks ridiculous. It looks exactly like like a futuristic space Robocop. So hmm. what about you? Uh, I would actually do a fistful of dollars, which I think would be really good. That that's one of my favorite Western movies of all time. So it's not one of your favorite comedies? No. No. I think it would be good. I'm not gonna describe it anymore. I wanna go move on. <clears throat> if you could make or get a real director to make a sequel to any single movie, which would you choose? I would probably do uh Grease three. <laughs> I would probably, and I hate to think of it as a sequel because the movie Goodfellas is such a badass movie. But me and Dave talked about this before. Henry Hill's got a, his his life did not stop at the end of that movie. Like a lot of crazy shit happened after that. I like to see somebody make a movie based on that his life starting from Goodfellas on. Hmm. So yeah. I don't know if you really call it a sequel to Goodfellas, but well, yeah, I, I, that would be interesting. I, it, it it would be, you know. Just that locked up abroad, they talked a lot about his life after the movie Goodfellas. Here, but here's the thing: Good Goodfellas is a movie that was written by and or you know helped out with, by Henry Hill. He, I think he wrote the screenplay or was definitely a, a major player in writing it. So, I think a lot of people are saying like he took some creative license on his character because if 
I used to listen to Howard Stern all the time, and he would have the real Henry Hill on there, and he is definitely not as confident as the Ray Liotta Henry Hill. However, um, I think that that's where you'd see a difference in the movie. If you did a real movie about the real Henry Hill and like his wife or like people that were close to him or the people that were helping out trying to make it as realistic as possible, I, I don't think it would it would flow with what Goodfellas presented as Henry Hill. Well, I, I was still some shit happened. Oh, was, absolutely. Would, he was still watch. selling dope when he, he was using That's why I said that when he was on a locked up abroad, it was a, they had a lot of uh, crazy stuff happen to him in that. So so I'm, I have to now make a sequel of a movie. Yes. Man. I'm, I'm just not one of those people that's into sequels, so it's very hard for me to... to I would probably do what Nick's talking about and do like a continuation movie of a movie I like. Like, unfortunately, um, it's going to be in the, the, that same genre. But probably like Donnie Brasco and everything that happened after they told you know they told these guys that uh, that he was working undercover and how his life was uh, affected. Because I read the book and the book that came out after the first wave of trials happened. And it's amazing, like how crazy this guy's life was turned upside down for what. You know, ultimately, when a lot of these cases um, end up after reading the books, you find out that all this like long term undercover work where your family is stressed out and you're, you know, you're doing these like three, four year undercover operations. A lot of times they, they don't they don't really convict a lot of people or if they do, they get very minimum t- minimal time. And it's just an opportunity for the government to stand there and beat their chest or, or a federal agency or whoever to beat their chest and say, you know, hey, we were able to take this group down or that group down. It's just such a small, small piece of what that group represents for that one officer, for all these guys that worked on this case and how, how dangerous it was. It just sometimes doesn't seem all that worth it when you, when just from what the books say. And it, like that book was written by Joe Pistone himself. So, I mean, that's his own, his own words. I don't mean to, hmm. to, to put words in, in, uh, in his mouth, but that's what well, he said. Yeah. What else? Real quick, I would I would do Reservoir Dogs after Mr. Pink makes off with the diamonds. But it would just be about Mr. Pink. Yeah, I know. not an interesting character except for the fact that... Yeah, but he could be. You don't know a whole lot about Mr. Pink. Yeah, I don't know if he could carry a whole movie. That's like a Saturday Night Live You don't know if Steve Buscemi can carry a whole movie? I figured you would have said Pulp Fiction, but... Hmm. Since they've talked about it. Yeah. I, I could see it. I don't I don't want it what, to happen. I just now. saw they were going to do... Uh, he's talking about doing another Kill Bill, a three. That would be movie. awesome. What What's your favorite Steve Buscemi movie? My favorite Steve Buscemi movie, like where he's a main character, where he's in it. Any movie that he's in, I can't think of one where he's a main character. I, there's not a whole lot. Um, I'd say Four Rooms. He's a mainish. That's your character. favorite one. It's close. He's a mainish character. I mean, he's in it a lot. It doesn't have to be a main character where he's in it at all. I said, just your favorite movie that he's in. Um. If you say an Adam Sandler movie, you're not. Well, yeah, but that's going to be a default. I'm going to say Pulp Fiction. So really, yeah. What about you? My favorite movie is in. Yeah. You thinking Nick Fargo? That's what I was going to say. I think, in my opinion, his best performance is his performance in Fargo. I'm just gonna. I was going to be upset that I couldn't say Boardwalk Empire. Go ahead. All right. Let's assume that somebody invents the Dream VCR. This machine allows you to tape an entire evening's worth of your own dreams, which then you can watch at your leisure. However, the inventor of the Dream VCR will only allow you to use this device if you agree to a strange caveat. When you watch your dreams, you must do so with your family and your closest friends in the same room. They get to watch your dreams along with you. And if you don't agree to this, you can't use the Dream VCR. Do you use it? Yeah. <laughs> you would want that? 
Well, apparently you set it up assuming that we would say no. No. It's just a yes or no question. Nick said, Nick said yes. I know, but why would, why would, who would want to do that? I don't know. People that think their dreams are interesting. Uh, I wonder, I would like to watch, I would like to watch so. next dreams. That, that could be bad though, Nick. It could be very bad. Because once it's out there, it's out there. And I'm telling you right now, Can't you would it. still be, re- you would be held responsible for the content of the Exactly. Dream. Do you not think you would? It, it would have been a, hold me to tell you this. If I had said no, we would have moved on and it would have been no conversation. <laughs> Apparently you have nothing to add anyway, so you might as well have said no. Um, I'm gonna, yeah, I say absolutely not. I don't, not interested in finding out what happens in my dreams. <laughs> I don't have any dreams. It was, it was taken away a long time ago. Um, so one of the other questions we asked last week was, what actors or what movies or actors have been in or roles that they played were tailor made for the actors, and Born to play that role. Where you're like, that guy was born to play that. So Nick actually had a couple of... um, Did you have a couple of... uh, Or you asked us to come up with like three a piece. So without further ado, Nick, did you prepare three? Yes, I did. I got more than three. Ooh. I got Emilio Estevez as Billy the Kid from The Young Guns. Check, I got that one on my list as well. I've got... Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. And Thank I've, you for saying that. And I've got Jeremy Piven as Ari Gold. That's that's a good one. That's three. And those were not any kind of order like that. Oh, like, you don't want to affect, offend Jeremy Piven if he's listening. And then uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger for Terminator. I also got Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. And then Man, honorable mention. Those are my five. And then I got honorable mention: Hugh Jackman as Wolverine <laughs> and Arnold Schwarzenegger again as Conan the Barbarian. How could it be born to play two, two, two Dude, different Conan roles? the Barbarian and Terminator? What else could? Who else could pull that off? I don't know. Ving Rhames apparently, according to Steve, could pretty much pull off anything. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with Sam Jackson as Jules from Pulp Fiction. I don't think anybody really could have played that better. I disagree. You disagree? Mm-hmm. Who could have? I, I just don't think that that's a very deep... Uh, it's just a character that says a lot of swear words. I, I guarantee he wrote that specifically for Sam Jackson. Oh, I'm sure he probably Who did. I think is one of the most overrated, which I've said a million times, actors of all time. He's perfect for that one thing he can do. <laughs> He'll take any job in the world. Uh, Harrison Ford is Han Solo. Yep. I'm not. I'm like checking it off like, yep, you're correct. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, thought, I thought I was getting a, yeah, you're correct. Um, I had I'm glad written. you prepared. I had him written down. I forgot though. All right, we'll move it on. Yeah, you know, give me a few years. All right, I have one I have, more. Uh, Ed Norton is Derek Vineyard from American History X. Like the perfect. Every time I think of Ed Norton, it's the first, and that's what you basically you wouldn't like Vin Diesel just... that. Vin Diesel is too short. I don't know. Yeah, well, no. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't either. I just want to know if you did. Chevy Chase as Ty Webb and as Fletch. So two Ty Webb from Caddyshack and Fletch, which I, I think both awesome, awesome things that he did. Pretty much that's the end of the road for that. Um, Anthony Hopkins as a Hannibal Lecter. James Gandolfini as Tony Soprano. Yep. And uh, Javier Bardem as Antoine Chigurh from uh, his, uh, No, his, uh, no, no Country, Country for, for Old Men. Men. Awesome. Absolutely awesome in that movie. You got anything else? Yeah. You don't uh, see Bing Rames playing that part? <laughs> no. 
<laughs> he, he being Reigns is, is a Mexican uh, cartel uh, hitman. <laughs> I actually have two more. Um, Bill Murray as Dr. Peter Vankman, and John Candy as Uncle Buck. Yeah, John yeah. Gunman could have played that. No, not yeah, Uncle he could have. Yes, he fucking could. <laughs> um, that was with conviction. Yeah, Nick Nick gets very testy about good men. Did you guys see the plan step on my drop? Renovate Wrigley Field. I did. I heard all about it. What are your feelings about that? I love it. I I am super excited about it actually. What about you? Yeah. I'm uh I'm all for it. Yeah, I guess uh, as long as I don't have to pay for it. You don't. Yeah, you're you're good on that. You don't right. have to. Although I'm sure the ticket prices are gonna be even higher now. I won't be going. <laughs> They're already the third highest in baseball. What does it matter? Well, I guess the facilities, like all the players, compl- have been complaining for years, especially the visitors. It's like the worst facilities in baseball. I'd be like, well, like, get better, and then we'll Stone do some. No, now. dude, they they can't get better though. They the their batting cage. Let me tell is you, they pull Steve. out screen from the middle of the I locker ju- room. I just went from reading something while you guys were talking to wanting to punch you in the face because <laughs> you're the same guy who was like, "Well, I can't get better because their facility sucks and they don't have, they can't train and they can't get better." But you're the, I'm, but then made the argument before that there's no such thing as as momentum in baseball. Pressure, and, yeah, pressure. Okay, no, stress. what I'm saying is, all right, Dave, go get stronger, but I'm going to give you a weight room with no weights in it. First of all, every single one of these guys has a weight room in their house. I guarantee it. Or a gym membership. So, you know what? They don't have to rely on the The only place they work out is at Wrigley Field. The owner is... No, it's not just a workout area. It's also a preparation area. It's a a medical facility inside there. They have literally nothing. They have these smallest clubhouses in all of baseball. That's what happens when you have a, a you know owners who don't care and you know a team that doesn't produce. Well, so yeah, they no, had the Tribune who but, didn't but care. They have more money generated. I you said that the, the third highest ticket price. I guarantee yeah. they're probably probably in the top three of money generating teams yeah. Oh, yeah, when, when it comes are. to you know uh, clothing and 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 you know all. Well, kind yeah, of, but that's the thing. The Tribune didn't care, so they sold it to Samzel. Samzel was only doing it. To sell it for a higher price, he didn't care. He wasn't going to do anything about it. So that's why the Ricketts are. I wish Mark Cuban was able to buy it. As everybody says, Uh, I'm I'm happier with the Ricketts than I would have been. No, I think Mark Cuban would have been awesome. Mark Cuban's an ass. I don't care personally. I don't want him sitting behind the behind home plate, you know, waving his stupid arms in the air. (laughs) Dude, we'd have had the best players. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Let me ask you this though: Does it not bother you? Now, God, I'm talking like Nick every time. Let me ask you this: (laughs) Uh, People often like you know get pissed off or irritated at the Yankees organization because they buy championships and they, they put together, they have the, the biggest bank. Them lately. I think people I'm are pissed saying, because they're always good because of that. And their yeah. teams and you, and everyone else's teams suck. Right. Well, yeah. if the Cubs had that kind of bankroll they and, do. and we're putting it toward good players that are good today, not good players that were good they 15 will. years ago. Um, like Milton Bradley. Would, would you, I don't even Old think he regime. Was, he, he, what do you have, like one good year? I don't think he was that great. Here's what's going to separate Maddox, the... Let's get rid of him when he's good and pick him back up See, that's, that's all old. <laughs> that's all old regimes, though. That's apples and oranges. What they're going to be doing is they're going to be the Yankees of the National League. But... I have no problem with that. But they're also going For to the develop record. their farm system so they only have to buy one or two free agents every year. You understand what I'm saying? Sure. To, to fill holes. So they're not going to be... Spend, if they're going to be spending massive money... They're going to be spending massive money on players they've brought up but here's to the keep them in Chicago. Like five or six years ago when they brought up 
Fontenot and Old Ontario, regime. like Old but saying, those were already all all those people came from their farm system and they they didn't need to they were already having great success with their farm system great success with the people the rest of the team sucked you can't take in baseball is different than basketball who in the Cubs system was great oh, success Terrio was a great Terrio awful not even in baseball anymore. He He's awful? not even in baseball. He was awful. He was one of the worst uh, shortstops get, in baseball. Get out of here, dude! dude I'm telling you base. for a fact. He was a shortstop and a second. Yeah, Fontenot was second base. He came after. He they were both awful. Well, it's Castro. Castro's excellent. He 200 hits a year. Where did he come That's from? 300. The farm system. Old regime. Old regime. So Anthony Rizzo, new regime. Okay, so one for one. The other thing that is irritating is the, the people crying about the stupid, the stupid Wrigley rooftops. If you, you should, first of all, I don't, I hope they build the building so high that you, that there's absolutely no opportunity for anybody to make any money except for what's going to happen is they're going to, they, they have a contract for another 11 years, but what the Rickettses are probably going to do is they're going to block those, those views. (laughs) They're going to, they're seriously, they're going to shut down those rooftops, buy those properties and build what they want to build there. Hopefully parking lots. Uh, it'll be some sort of Cubs land. I'm sure. Cubs that's land? like a mall. Yeah, that's what they're going to do because when they put this, uh, for anybody that doesn't know, they're going to put $300 million of their money, the Ricketts's, into Wrigley Field to redo it. Then they're putting $200 million into the hotel to Sheridan across the street. Then they're building a bridge from the hotel into the stadium. So this whole thing is going to be interconnected. When they buy the rooftops, which I'm sure they will sometime, they're just going to keep adding on and they're going to shut down streets. It's going to, they're going to be street festivals. It's going to be. Let me ask you this, because I know a lot of people are upset about the, all, like the scoreboard and the IV-covered... Um, that's still going to be there. I just I didn't know that, if it was or yeah, not. That's still going to be there. Honestly, if they left those two things, which are kind of cool... Yeah. And they can put the screen, but leave, maybe leave the old one, too, just for... Well, they're going to have... They're still going to have the IV. They're, they're still going to have the old scoreboard, but in left field, they're going to put a 6,000-foot... Or 6,000-square-foot Jumbotron. What? So... Along with the Bud Light bleachers in right field, that's going to bring in huge money in advertising, which is going to go directly into the team Let's or be- into the facilities in the Dominican, into Puerto Rico, Listen, into Mexico. I'm I'm a big Cubs fan. I don't believe it. I, I believe the Cubs are How going do you to not? always be a you know a mediocre team based on just what? like the White Sox. Based on thoughts and feelings. Just based on my entire life history being a Cubs fan. Yeah, but they have and my grandfather's entire life history. They have being a Cubs new fan owners. Who are willing to spend money? We'll see. Put resources the, into the, the team. In the pudding. They have a dream team the front office. Ben Steve is the, no matter who's owned it, they're making money whether they're good or not. Right. I think that's been the problem. Is people have not been maybe? Yeah, been but that's the thing. That's that's why this gives me hope. The Ricketts are being more vigilant. There are they they made a new spring training complex. They made all these these places in the Dominican, that, like training facilities. Right. They're redoing the stadium. All of this stuff is stuff that was never done before by I'd anybody. I'd like to have a calm discussion so, on this topic. Do you think we can manage that? I'm done. That's it? Oh, I, that? I could keep going, but, you know. No, I think that's Who enough. wants to hear it? Nobody. So. Go Cubs. Well, well, is that, I think, the, one last thing on that. Is in that rooftop thing, I'm assuming, unless the Ricketts pay out to, for that, there's going to be a huge lawsuit that's going to hold everything up. Uh, I don't think they would have made the announcement over for any of that if they wouldn't have been assured by their lawyers that there wasn't going to be a lawsuit and if there was it was going to end quickly so all right real quick before we hit the uh next yes or no's for this week um i found something that i thought was kind of interesting the it's an article called blockbuster movie roles that were turned down by stars 
So I'm going to just run down a couple of these real quick. We've run over uh, a couple of those in the past. See if uh, Back to the Future was originally supposed to star Eric Stoles, obviously. How bad is that suck? You're like, you're like filming this movie. You're like, I get this big break. And they're like, you know what? You're out. It's not, it's not us. It's definitely you. Um, I don't know who this is. You like told your parents, you're like, I'm in this new great movie. So that was, uh, yeah, that was, Stoles was supposed to play the, um. <laughs> They're like, we're replacing you with him. You're let like, me ask Alex you this. and Family Ties. God damn it. If I say, let me ask you this again. Um, who was supposed to play Doc Brown? Who was the alternate? I don't know. Jeff Goldblum. Dude, that, I was going to guess some, somewhere along that. One of, again, one of the worst casting choices of our time. That he's a, wor- a terrible casting choice in any movie. Yeah, he's. he's I think the, the Fly. Was yeah, he's there. great in The Fly. That's about, it. Yeah, Jurassic that's, Park. That's awful. a swan song. Is Jurassic it, Park is okay. I, I like remaking that movie. I like Newman better. Um, and Pretty Woman, uh, Julia Roberts was offered. Obviously, took. I know who was supposed to that original who? Molly Ringwald. No, well, it doesn't <laughs> say that in here. It says yeah, Daryl. She originally was. The top three people were Daryl Hannah, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Meg Ryan. Look it up. I did, and this is what it says. <laughs> Look it up on IMDb. Uh, Richard Gere was offered the role, but it was originally offered to um, Christopher Reeve and Al Pacino. <laughs> That's what's crazy. Is That's like, a weird departure. You, it just seems weird, but I mean, maybe if you would have been looking, if it would have been um, Christopher Reeve it, that who did take it, we'd be laughing at Richard Gere as a prospect. Uh, Sylvester Stallone was reportedly in consideration for that role as well, the Richard Gere role. <laughs> So I don't know who. Again, it's funny to me when you look How at these casting. How would you put somebody who can't even speak into that role? Richard Gere was originally being looked at heavily for Die Hard, and looked at heavily by the uh, wait Die Hard as John McClane. Yeah, wow. Oh, that would change this country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, John Depp as uh, Captain Jack Sparrow. I have never heard you it said, referred to as John. That's funny Depp. that you refer to him like that, and I will explain to you why in a little bit. <laughs> Uh, but uh, also Christopher Walken. I don't know why. He's how. got the he's got the the cadence down. Christopher Walken was was going to be was one of the choices they had for Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Michael Keaton, Jim Carrey. Um, who they say Jim Carrey was very very close to getting the role. Um, if they had, um, but he made oh, that awful video for uh, Funny or Die, and they're like, yeah, let's go and turn. Toby McGuire, Ewan McGregor, and Jude Law were also considered. Look at that. Jude oh, Law. that was for uh, for Will Turner, which was the uh, Orlando Law. Bloom, I think, yeah. was the guy who actually ended up playing that. Um, the Matrix. Sean Connery Way was slated to play Morpheus. Will Smith. Oh, Morpheus? That would have been awesome. Would you think Sean Connery was supposed to play Neo? Neo. Will Smith was who they wanted for Neo. <laughs> they said uh, Sean Connery was Morpheus as well as Sam Jackson and Russell Crowe for Morpheus. Nah, I don't like Russell, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe doesn't do movies like that. Apparently not, because he turned it down. I'm going to assume that everybody... He also turned down Wolverine. Every actor with a SAG card turned down the role of uh, Neo. Uh, Neo was turned down by Val Kilmer, Leonardo DiCaprio, Ewan McGregor, and who did you say? Will Smith. Yeah, I didn't... It's Will that. Smith, I, I heard the director say that's who they wanted. That's they, When that, they wrote that's it, so, that's who they wanted. That wouldn't have been good. God, I hate Will Smith. If I never saw another Will Smith movie again... Do you think he would have gotten the chance to say, Welcome to Earth? No. No? They gave him that chance. Or any other really... crappy catch yes. line he has? Yes. I make this look good. Yeah. He, you know what? This, Hollywood's still stupid. All right, so Rocky... Which was actually written by Sylvester Stallone. Uh, let's see. Uh, one of the actors who was considered for the part of Rocky Balboa 
was Gene Hackman. <laughs> uh, in shape, young Hackman. Uh, Robert Redford, Burt Reynolds. What do you think of that? Burt Reynolds, I would have liked. The producers offered Stallone $150,000 if he would agree to let Ryan O'Neal play, play a part in the movie, but Stallone refused. To play Adrian, Bette Midler, Susan Sarandon, Carrie Snodgrass, who I don't know who that is. She has an awful last name, though. Uh, Midler turned down the role to take uh, Talia Shire, or that would make Talia Shire a star. So that was like, I guess Bette Midler was like, the, the dude, that is horrible. I can't even imagine how horrible that would be. Because she's just naggy and she, annoying. Yeah. And, and like you, you see how like Talia Shire is like quiet and mousy, and it's like you, I could not see that out of Ben Midler. Ben, ben Midler she's would a star. Be she's loud like, yeah. and annoying. Uh, are you anti-Semitic? No, she'd just oh. be loud and annoying. I just was asking unrelated. Oh, she is Jewish though. Is she? Um, Forrest Gump was supposedly <laughs> Chevy Chase turned it down. Chevy Chase, mm. like how dare you, Chevy? That, you have to laugh because, first of all... If you're Tom Hanks, you're like, you fucking offered us the Chevy Chase for me? <laughs> well, think of the time when it came out. I mean, Chevy Chase was already a has-been. I mean, he was already well past his prime. Uh, Bill Murray and Travolta were, are, were also considered. You see Bill Murray as, as Forrest I couldn't see Travolta as Forrest I don't Gump. know why, but I, I think Bill Murray's good dramatically. I think he's good in everything. I know Nick hates, uh, what's that movie, Lost in Translation, but I like it. I really like that movie. I don't know why. Don't. A, there's no beginning and no end. It's like just a slice of life. That's why I don't like it. Oh, but it has one of the hottest chicks in the world on it, so. Bill Murray. Oh. Um, and it has Giovanni Ribisi. <laughs> so I figured you would like it. He's kind of like your, like a, your, uh, your what do you call it, your second-rate um, John Goodman. No, he's not. Uh, <laughs> the role of Bubba was hard to cast, but it was going to be Big uh, Rames. Dave Chappelle, Ice Cube, and uh, Tupac auditioned as well. I see where they're going with this. Where? Rappers. <laughs> Man, you were insightful. Uh, Top Gun. They all they considered uh, Matthew Modine, Charlie Sheen, who played obviously the parody in Hot Shots, and uh, Travolta. Ali Sheedy turned down the role of that Kelly McGillis played. And um, that's it. Any that surprise you, make you happy, make you most sad? that I already knew about. Actually, every we single one you gave like a different it. actor, and I was like, it didn't, I don't know why these people didn't <laughs> confer with uh, IMDb, but they did not. Uh, go ahead with the uh, yes or no's for this week. We're getting ready to wrap it up. All right. First up, we have Tom Cruise. No. Yes. No. I like like Tom now Cruise. Tom Cruise or Tom Cruise? Bo- total yeah, body total of work. Total body of work. Total body of work, yes. Now Tom Cruise, no. Why? Why what? Why You don't, you don't like what? Collateral? I don't Why like... would that be the one movie you go to? It's like, Can I oh. finish, please? <laughs> yes. You don't like uh, Last Samurai? I've never seen Last Samurai. Oh, that's good. No. I, I I don't know. What's the last Tom Cruise movie you've seen? Mission Impossible. Well, I didn't see it at all, so I'm... But I can't imagine it being that good, so maybe that's why you don't like him. Yeah. It has nothing to do with his relationship to Katie Holmes? Uh, it has his relationship with something, but not Katie Holmes. Were you afraid to say something about, bad about Scientology? I never said the words Scientology. What do you think about Scientology? I have no comment about Scientology. I just want to make sure that everyone knows that was Steve talking right there I about Scientology. I have no comment about them. Why are you, what are you making that, that gesture with your hand? I was scratching my back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you're like, Mike, him? can I talk now? <laughs> can I finish? I got yelled at. <laughs> can I finish? 
Go ahead. Yes, I, I like Tom Cruise. Why not? All right. I like him. I, I like the fact that they find other short actors to play to make him look tall or make him look. Tough. They put lifts in he's his shoes. He's been in some real shitty movies, but I think for the most part, anything he's in, he raises the level up. It's just like what was the one where he was in the masquerade? That stupid uh, with his wife. His wife show. Yeah, horrible. Well, that's just, just, nobody could have made that. Yeah, a good what movie. I'm saying, like, tell me a movie right now, and I I have not seen any of the Mission Impossible, so take that off the table. But tell me one Tom Cruise movie that was like horrible that you're like this was a, just a really besides Eyes Wide Shut can't do it. What do you think about the movie Magnolia with him in it? Have you ever seen that? And he does it again. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. That's a horrible movie. But he's awesome in it. He's the motivational speaker. Yeah. Oh, he just looks slimy. He, re- he he reminds me of the same way he acted in when Oprah when he did the thing about uh, being in love with what's her name. <laughs> Jumping on the couch. Yeah, that's that's the same character. That's part he? of the reason for me. Oh man! All right. So, what was your total your final say on Scientology? No comment. Wait, why are you afraid to talk about Scientology? I'm not. Oh, all right. I'm just, I have no comment. I, I think it's I have, weird. I have no interest. No comment. And this is Steve talking. Oh yes. <laughs> No. All right, next up, and this is why it was funny that you said John Depp earlier, because I said, in my notes I have John Depp, and the princess I put, yeah, I said John. <laughs> I don't call another adult man Johnny. No? Why? I can't even understand why you would question that. Why Why would you not? Because you're an adult. There's no E's at the end of anybody's name. There's no E pass, at the end like, of Johnny. It's the sound, not, mm. the, not the freaking letter. Mm. I'm just saying. Stevie. Yeah. I don't like that. Nikki. Yeah. Davey doesn't work. I don't like that. What's, yeah. What do you think? Johnny, I'm, Johnny I'm Depp, over. yes. I'm over Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, yes. But total body at work, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm over him. I'm, I'm trying to think, like, ultimately, all together. So his horrible movie choices in the last four, five everything years. Everything he's done. Have ruined everything he did before. Everything he's done. Like, I hate all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. He's fine, and my kid likes it. But um, anything that he did with uh, Tim Burton, horrible. Oh, really? Oh, God. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Did he, Tim Burton do that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then stupid what about, Edward like, Scissorhand, no, all yeah. that stuff. Um, so stupid. Can what I tell you other... that I, I actually liked the movie Sweeney Todd with him in it? I, I thought, was, I didn't I thought it was pretty was good. Was it a musical? It was pretty good. Yeah. I doubt it. But but you like, obviously... Uh, and, and, and the prospect of him Johnny doing Brass Tonto in the new Lone Ranger movie is... It's happening. Whether I'm just like... saying the idea of it, is, it makes me sick. No, Donnie Brasco, like I said, there's a ray of light. He was just in 21 Jump Street. Like he, he did like a bit part in 21 Jump Street, the new movie that came out. I thought it was pretty funny. But is it in, I, I'm judging him on his, I'm, singly, there's stuff that he did that's good. But his he, whole body of work. What about what's he didn't go with? That's all right. But he also lives in France. So? I don't like that. No. Right. What's wrong with that? Well, you, you live. Have, you're born here. You're making movies. You're making millions of dollars. You live here. Why would you, you live in France? France? I'm sure he has a second house here. Yeah, and I'm sure he's got a bunch of scarves and a cigarette holder, and you know, he's he's a douchebag. <laughs> well, he does seem like a guy that would live in France. Let me ask you a question. Do you think? And I've actually heard people say that he's like a, a pretty good, down to earth guy, but he does not seem that, that way. Like Ryan Patrick said that. I don't know who that is, but seems like a guy. I yeah, <laughs> any anybody with any any real uh, life experience, <laughs> like, like celebrity wise, that have worked with him, that say anything good about him? Yeah, I know some people that met him at that thing through when he was shooting Public Enemies at Crown Point, which that movie was awful too. I'm, I'm talking that. about that person who came up to him and like had a Daryl Strawberry esque. No, they experience. were around him for by like an hour every day, and they said that he was actually pretty cool. I just imagine that anybody with I cannot 
be friends with somebody that wears an ascot, a scarf, or has a cigarette holder at all. It can't happen. I don't think he had one at that time. He had one. He just didn't maybe he doesn't out. do it all the time. And plus, he, he's—I don't think he's one of those. Maybe he was in character and he didn't want to. The method. No, anybody who ha- that wears a scarf, any man that wears a scarf, and like with a t-shirt, not yeah. like for because it's cold out. You're wearing it for. Fashion. Yeah, I'm not talking about a winter scarf. I'm talking about, about you know a what? top hat. Would you be surprised if Steve was if came over and was wearing a scarf? Like, let me let me like a, a tracksuit top, a scarf, a Cubs baseball hat, and like shorts and and uh, one of those know. things I'd... with the widgets in them. Uh, those shoes that nurses Crocs? Crocs. No. I have already spoken on Crocs. I will never Steve wear Steve dresses Crocs. like Balky Bartakamoose. No. Yes. I dress like Cousin Larry, if anything. No. Uh, anything else? Um. Yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> I, I'm still, I'm curious more on why you're saying no. So, you like, all his early stuff you didn't like? No, I didn't say that. I said piece by piece, he's fine. But, like, as a whole body of work. What have you liked him in? I can't even think off the top of my head. Because there's like four or five movies he did, like the early part of like the Tell last decade. Tell me the decade, movies you want me to answer if I like That them. are almost all the same. Like, there, I think back to him. There was one with, um, I think it was called, there was one that was like something evil or something where he was. Uh, See no evil? He was a detective hunting like Jack the Ripper. Oh, there yeah, was, I did like that one. From oh, yeah. Hell, it's called From Hell. Okay. Then there was another one called Rear Window where he was some kind of author. It's a Stephen King movie. Yeah, some of those to me was like was. But that had John Turturro in it. He was yeah. he was awesome. I like John Turturro. Yeah. No, but, uh, but I definitely thought a lot of those movies he made in that time were very similar to each other. Yeah, I think he, I think he's a, a, a one trick pony. He's like severely overrated. I want to see more movies with him, like like where he's playing like shirtless Donnie Brasco, like Joe. <laughs> Nobody's accusing guys of grabbing him and punching. I think him there's out. only he can only be like manly, like every you know, leap year or something. <laughs> Another guy who just makes, like, obviously he makes smart fiscal choices for movies, but, like, you know, for me personally or for guys, I'm thinking that he doesn't make very... Uh, I'd like to see him get off the Tim Burton teat. I'd like to see Tim Burton stop like, fall off the face of the planet forever. <laughs> just stop. I'd like to see him beaten with a pillow sack full of frozen, what did I say, uh, uh, Brussels sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> His hair sucks, man. Like, Tim Burton's a creep. He's like Tiny Tim or the, uh, what's his, oh, that movie I just saw with Al Pacino, the new one, um, uh, about the music producer. Something bad, I'm sure. No, the one that's it's on HBO right now. No, it's gonna, oh, Phil Spector. <laughs> great movie. Did you see it? <laughs> oh, man, Al Pacino's great in that movie. But that's, he looks, Tim Burton looks like Phil Spector with a stupid hair. Anything else? Um, we can keep going on those if we can wait for next week. Let's uh, Let's wrap it up. We're running right. long on time. Anything, I know, Nick, you're going to tell me no, or you're going to, I'll just give you the opportunity to do it yourself. Steve, anything you'd like to? Uh... I do. I have something new to add. Um, if you have Netflix, sign into it, go to it, and search House of Cards. It's uh, it was good. Yeah. I've yeah. not yet watched it. They actually have another one. Uh, Netflix is another original. Something about, like, uh, the cover like, made it sound like it was a werewolf or something. It was like a, a chick's hand sticking out of a wolf. Yeah. Hemlock Grove. Hemlock What's, Grove. Do you guys know anything about that? I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it either, but I saw Lilyhammer last year. It was the worst goddamn piece of garbage I've ever seen. That was Watch the it. first it one that they had, right? The Netflix yeah, that first. was the one with little Steven Van Zandt. Who like they, he was basically the same Silvio Dante from Sopranos, but he like moved to like Greenland or Iceland and was like in the witness protection. It was it's horrible. Really? The acting is terrible. The, the whole thing sucked. But... 
apparently now they're going to be competing with Amazon, who's also going to be putting out like some uh, original content. They're both trying to be HBO, essentially. But they're going to be putting out like six episodes, and then the people are going to get to vote on whether they make more or not. Or they, they, you know, they I like the it. idea. I know Netflix, that show The Killing, I don't know if you ever watched that on uh, AMC, but Netflix is actually buying that. They're going to keep making it. I know Nick was saying that... Um, he likes Netflix better because you can you can watch and the whole the, the benefit of Netflix like with with this uh, Hemlock Grove and uh, House of Cards is that they put out the entire first season at yep. one time so you can watch them all the way through and he's Nick tends to believe that well, go ahead if you like me and Dave talking about Entourage I watched the entire thing of Entourage basically back to back I never watched them as they came out because I never had HBO at the time I'd mm-hmm. always just get them on Netflix and just, or, or buy them or, or borrow them from a friend and watch them all back to back so I watched the last two seasons I thought they were alright and Dave's like dude they suck well I talked to everyone else and everyone else and I was like yeah they were not good and I'm like well do you think they just kind of fell off a little bit and they're like that yeah, definitely and I just think that if you watch them back to back like that it's almost like it's a, it's it you, makes the show better. They make you, you dizzy. You're disillusioned. You don't realize you it get sucks. into it. Yeah, you just think, keep. You just. Yeah, I, I it's think, like a marathon. You're like, I gotta get to the end. Nah, to the dude, end. I would get to a point where if I watched all of them, and I would, I would be able to tell, like, dude, this show's starting to suck. What an entourage specifically? Well, entourage started. Or you're to saying suck. every show? Well, every show. I would be able to tell, like, if I watched True Blood from beginning to end. If you watched True now, Blood at all, you could tell it sucked. No, it True Blood, show. the first 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 three first two three seasons were okay. And then afterwards, I after told that, you that you just, didn't want to believe me. No, I tried to watch the last no, season. You, you held on for a while. Yeah, I, I did. Like, this and I, it, awful. I just, I couldn't. First do two it. seasons are. I, I fell off on it the same way. Once it turned into like, a, like it, it turned in again to Twilight, where like it was a love affair See, between. It stupid... wasn't even that for me. It was all. There's too many. There's there's too many creatures. Right. There you got werepanthers, werewolves, were dogs. When you say werepanthers, werebirds, enough for me right You there. know, vampires, gypsies, fairies. Um, Shapeshifters. I just want to say this as far as what Nick was saying with Netflix. I think that it, the slow burn is part of what makes you enjoy a series, waiting for it every week. When you have access to burn through it in three days' time or over a you know, long weekend or whatever, it just sucks because then you have an entire like year and a half before the next yeah. season comes out. So I'd rather watch it in... in in, you know, on a weekly basis, and 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 do it that way. I, I I've it, done it before, where I like uh, Banshee on Showtime. I think it's I think mm-hmm. it's I think it's Showtime. Did you watch that? No, you told me to. It's it's Cinemax, another I thing think. I told you watching. You did not. Yeah. But yeah, actually, I watched that one through like in a week's time. I liked it. I get now, but I'm stuck because I have to wait. That's how I did when I borrowed the wire from you. I watched all of them in I don't know well, two thing, days or something. The wire something. is an exception to the rule. I can watch The Wire on a loop for the rest of my life and never get tired of it. And I think a lot of people feel that way. You have anything else you want to add? I watched The Lock of Abroad this week. It had John McCain's story, and there was another POW. Um, I think his name might have been Bernie or Barney or something, but he actually had a worse time than John McCain, but it was actually a pretty good one. I don't know if any of you guys seen that. I saw that on there, and I decided not to watch it because I don't, I didn't, it didn't sound interesting to me. I don't like The Locked Up Abroad's. I like The Locked Up Abroad's where, where they get the heat, we're smuggling dope. It never seems like it's animals. as bad as like it, yeah. One guy got caught smuggling like like freaking boa constrictors and you know was sent to a Thai prison for a week. <sighs> like yeah, that's not that great. Um, check Steve out. Apparently, he was supposed to do some tweeting this week and, and I did tweeted a few. three tweets. Hey, I did a few for the entire week. Like I said, man, suspect one had more followers than me, so I'm about ready to give up. Steez, what's your uh, Twitter handle? Steez Wiz S T E S W I Z Z, and mine is. 
at Stupordave Inc. S T U P O R D A V E I N C. It's definitely picking up some steam because I got like a 60 or 80 followers this week. So must be doing something right. Next week we're going to be at uh, C2E2 in Chicago, so we'll be talking to you guys about our experience there. 